You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. I want to get at the picture of the beautiful feet of Jesus with two uh, pictures tonight, two images or two scenes to consider to understand what's going on with the text. The first is from Isaiah 52, and this picture of the messenger of the ancient world. Uh, back in the ancient world, the way that you would get a message from one place to another was by messenger. It's because the internet was really, really slow back then. And so word would have to come by someone carrying it, by someone running from one place to another. That's how we get, by the way, our marathon, the old story, at least the fable, is that there was this soldier, Phidippides, Phidippides, that's what I think his name was, and he was an Athenian soldier, and he was fighting in the battle of Marathon, the Athenians, the Greeks against the Persians, in the year uh, 490, and when the, uh, when the Athenians won the battle, he turned around and he ran back to Athens, 25 and a half, 26 miles, and he fell over in the Senate. And he said one word, Nike, Nike, means victory in Greek. And then he died. So we all decided we should run marathons too, I suppose. <laughs> but that's the picture of the messenger. And it's important to kind of, to get it in our head because to think of, uh, to think of yourself as living in this, in, a, in an ancient city in Jerusalem or in, a, in Bethlehem in a small town in Israel or anywhere, really, and to know that, that all the men, the, the, the husbands and the sons have gone off with the king to fight, and you have no idea what's happening on the battlefield. It's miles away. You can't hear the battle. You can't see the battle. You can't watch the news about the battle. You have no word about the battle. So the whole time you're sitting and you're watching the road that comes from the battlefield. In fact, you have watchmen who are stationed on the gate to watch for the to watch for the messengers to come. And to, when, the, when they see the messenger, to say, open the gate and to receive the messenger and to get the news. Now, this news could be good. It could be bad. It could be the news that, hey, we lost. Your husband and your son and all the soldiers are dead and now marching on us is the enemy. And so pack up your stuff. We're getting out of here as fast as possible. It could be the news that there was victory, but your own loved ones were hurt or they, they were injured. Or it could be the good news that we won the battle. We won the victory. That your husband and your boys were valiant in fight and they slew the enemy and now they're coming back with blood on their sword, marching, returning in triumph. That's the word that you want to hear. The, the Nike, the victory shout. And when the, and when the watchmen would hear it, they would sing it. Uh, that's how they would make announcements. I, th- I can't remember if I've told you guys about this. I was telling uh, the group this morning about it. But when, I lived in, um, when I lived in this village in Fiji, there was no electricity, and there was no newspaper, there was no running water or anything, so that the way that they got the news is there was a town crier who would walk around the village in the morning chanting the news so that everyone would hear it. And that's how we'd wake up in the morning. We, you know, this guy would be walking around singing... Hey, I'm a high, and I'm a, oh, yeah, yeah, saying this stuff in Fijian. 
all the, the kids that we were with say, what is he saying? And we'd just make it up. <laughs> He's telling everyone that they need to clean out the outhouses and plant radishes. And we didn't know what he was saying. But the, he was chanting because that's how the voice carries. And that's what it says in Isaiah 2. It says the, the men on the watchmen sing for joy. They walk around the outside of the city and then they walk through the gates singing of the good news that the messenger brought of the victory from the battle. So you see the picture? But the picture is even more specific than that. Because the messenger that it's talking about in Isaiah 52 and the messenger that Paul is talking about when he quotes Isaiah 52 in Romans chapter 10 is a messenger who's not coming to proclaim victory of a, of a, of a uh, king and his soldiers in battle, but rather he's coming to proclaim the victory of God himself. The victory of God over the enemies of God and over the enemies of God's people. It's a very specific good news that's being preached by this messenger and it's the good news we know of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The good news of His triumph over the devil and over sin and over the grave and over all of your enemies. Paul says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But how can they believe unless they've heard? And how can they hear unless they're preached to? And how can they preach unless they are sent? And look at how beautiful are the feet of them who bring good news. Now, runners are notorious for having particularly ugly feet. (laughs) For having crooked toes, you know gnarly feet and toenails. They're on their feet running all the time and this is hard for the feet. But the beauty of the feet is not that they have some sort of, you know, they're going to be foot models on something like this. But the beauty of the feet is that they carry the mouth that preaches the gospel. The mouth that preaches the forgiveness of sins. The mouth that says that God has won the victory. And this is the news that we want to hear tonight, that God has won the victory over whatever it is that you're afraid of. Sin, the victory is won. The wrath of God, the victory is won. Death, the victory is won. Sickness, pain, the victory is won. The devil, the temptations of this life, the troubles of this world, the victory has been won. It was won by Jesus on the cross. And now the message comes to us. I mean, I suppose we are like the anxious mothers waiting in the city for the messenger to run over the horizon and to bring us good news. And the horizon is this pulpit. (laughs) And the message comes. Christ has won the victory for you. The spoils of the battle, life everlasting, are yours. So that's the first picture. But to really get to the beauty of the feet of Jesus, I think we need to meditate on another picture, even one that's older in the Scriptures, from all the way back in the Garden of Eden. When the Gospel was first preached in this verse, Genesis 3.15, the fountain from which all of the promises of God flow, when the Gospel is first preached, God gives to us a picture of, of the feet of the Messiah. Remember how it went. Adam and Eve had eaten the fruit. They had fallen. They recognized that they were naked. They covered themselves in fig leaves. They hear the sound of Jesus. The feet, remember? The feet of Jesus marching in the garden. And they were afraid of those feet. 
afraid of the sound, afraid of the presence of God. So they hood, they, they hood, they hid with the devil in the bushes from the presence of God. And God finds them and he calls them out. What have you done? Did you eat the fruit? And Adam says, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit I ate. Eve says, the serpent tempted me. And so God turns to the serpent and says this, stunning words. I will put enmity between you, devil, and between her, Eve, between your seed, that's sin and death, and between her seed, that's the Messiah, he will crush your head and you will crush his heel. Now think of that picture. It's a picture of a man walking through a field barefoot and in the grass a snake is there and that snake jumps out of the grass and bites onto the heel of this man and this man, seeing the snake on his heel, lifts his foot and brings it back down and crushes the head of the serpent. That's the picture that we have from the garden from this first promise. That the foot of the Messiah, the feet that Adam and Eve were afraid when they heard the sound, that those feet would bring deliverance. In fact, the feet of Jesus are beautiful, not only because it brings to us the gospel, but because in the, in the holes that were, that were driven into his feet when the nail held him to the cross, he not, he doesn't just deliver the gospel, but he wins the gospel. He wins redemption. He pays the price for our salvation. He sheds his blood, which is the cost for your sin and for mine. So that his heel has to be crushed, but his heel also crushes all of our enemies and brings them to an end. The feet of the messenger are beautiful because they carry the good news, but the dear saints, the feet of Jesus are the good news because from his feet flowed the blood of God that washes away your sins, that overcomes the devil, that cleanses you from all unrighteousness, that purchases and wins you your redemption, your freedom, your righteousness, and your eternal life. So we rejoice in the feet of Jesus. I'm pretty sure that if I showed you a picture of a foot that had a stake driven right through it, that the first word that you would use to describe it would not be the word beautiful. Maybe horrifying, terrifying, horrendous, frightful. But that's the feet of Jesus, the foot of Jesus. That's the blood of God. That's the stake that held him to a tree so that he could be cursed for you. So that when we see those feet, we say with Paul, how beautiful. How beautiful on the cross are the feet of him who won good news for us. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.